I'm not anti-restaurant. Dude, like, no. Part of our brand (laughs) (laughs) is going out to eat. (laughs) But my life is better when I cook at home more than I eat out. Mm. And there is nothing. I'm talking about nothing that I could find online that disagrees with that. You're listening to the Two Gomers Podcast, a show about two regular guys in their 40s embracing midlife, chasing healthy aging, and inviting a nation along for the run. This is episode 393, Cook at Home, for November 10th, 2023. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Two Gomers podcast. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned Gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, with my friend Stephen, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, I have something, maybe TMI, to tell you. Okay. TMI for you, TMI for the thousands of people listening. Okay. I am not wearing pants today, and I haven't been through our whole recording. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So the reason is health. I've got a health update. Oh. Health update. Uh-huh. Uh huh. For the past three weeks, I haven't been able to feel the skin on my thigh. It's numb. Really? Yeah. My th- my my upper leg. Is that your thigh right here? Yeah. And then hear that? Yeah. Um, has gone numb like in a about this big. My oh, whole. Oh jeez upper leg i cannot feel my so i've lost sorry i've lost the feeling in my skin so it's not muscle no function change right but um i have a doctor's appointment to figure this out but okay when you live in a small town like flagstaff even your general practitioner it takes like a month to get in and so Mm. i would need to go there to my doctor then get a referral to a skin epidemic something like that epidemiologist dermatologist dermatologist yeah it's probably that actually um to figure it out so just uh, that's my health update and so the things that you know you you do the worst thing when you can't get into the doctor you google it yeah and i think i figured out what it is it's like a pinched nerve okay kind of goes kind of groin area huh that kind of controls that part of your skin here's the Hmm. here are the causes pregnancy Mm -hmm. so that's not it rapid weight gain and that's not happening to me right now i'm having some slow steady had that before (laughs) but i certainly have had that before (laughs) and then the the last one was sitting and age the combination of sitting Uh, too much and growing old sitting is the new smoking right Yes, and so I'm feeling that right now. So, huh. uh, you know, I, I'm going. I'm going into the doctor. I guess it's a good excuse to go see my general practitioner. Yeah, get a checkup, uh-huh. getting the full thing, plus telling her. Oh, by the way, can't feel my leg. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So I don't. It, everything that I'm reading, there's no need to like worry. It yeah. just is okay. a real annoying thing. I can't feel the skin. Oh, the other thing was wearing tight clothes. That's why I don't have pants on. Right. Because you're supposed to, as much as you can, you're not going to believe this nation, wear shorts instead of pants. Huh. Am I the worst guy to have to hear that news? I have to wear shorts? You're complete anti-short short for at least men after the age of what? <laughs> 40, 30, what is your... Right. The internet should know this about me. They can't suggest this to me. Also, it's like November. Dude, that would be so funny. No offense or anything. But like, if somehow somebody snuck into that WebMD thing that you found and was like, Uh 
Okay, it's it's Stephen oh. that's looking this up. Hold on, I'm gonna slide this in. Always wear shorts, especially when on planes. <laughs> I see. This is like some sort of like heist hacker yeah. movie where yeah. they're breaking into the internet yeah. <laughs> to get me to wear shorts. Yeah, they're like, how can we? So make him make it so that he can't feel his thigh thigh right. meat. Um, <laughs> exactly. Just the skin, though. Right. That'll annoy him just enough. Uh-huh. To wear shorts. It's not life-threatening, and it is a nation, <laughs> as far as I can tell. It just gets the result that this person wants to. This might be Hack doing this. Hack, are you doing this? This is Hack up in the Wikipedias. Yep. Up at the Mayo Clinic. Uh, it's They've got the black Main box frame. from, from uh, sneakers. Yep. Oh, Hacked man. In- it's all that. Yep. Yeah, River Phoenix from Sneakers. He's doing it. He's doing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, that has nothing to do with our episode today. I just Some people like health updates, and also I feel a little self-conscious. I, I think I actually went to the bathroom during our uh, during the recording of the Little Women episode that we just did, and I think people might yeah. be able to see that I'm only wearing underwear. I'm going to oh, have to gosh. go back and look. I wasn't thinking that. That is so funny, dude. I'm sorry. But I'm really yeah. sorry about that. I mean... That is the weird thing, dude. As our bodies are breaking down, oh yeah, uh, we're you know, just weird stuff. It's just like a computer weird. when just weird. Like earlier, you're like GarageBand just doesn't feel like opening up. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're, you're it's right. like my leg. I wonder if you could like if it's a pinched nerve, if a chiropractor would help. I'm like so obsessed with my chiropractor now. Right. Just, I mean that that is one of the things that sometimes readjusting your back can help. Very very few people will actually get surgery so i hope that's not me hmm. okay. the problem is it's numb and then the the skin around it hurts weird so that's not fun um anyways we were, try- we're trying to record a real light fun episode sorry for thanksgiving month we wanted to focus on food it'll still so be light and fun it'll still be of course i'm not going to continue to mention my my leg issues. People like to hear. It. I don't know why. Well, yeah, no, no, we're all we can all relate. We can all and relate I will, to like all of a sudden. I told right. you guys like I'm just like super itchy all the time. <laughs> and remember, I, I met with right. So my one of my students that graduated recently, uh, his uh-huh. dad's a dermatologist. Actually, maybe I could hook him up with you. He's in Boston, but uh, I'll make the trip. You could at least talk to him over the phone. What uh, if we, I, both of us, like, with Gomer money, paid for flights to go and see this guy and got our skin issues figured out? Yeah. He's itching see, right I'm, now, folks. Now He's I'm itching. itching. Now you may yeah. I haven't been itching. You know <laughs> what he told me? Two yeah. things he told me to do uh-huh. were um, don't take cold or don't take hot showers. Okay. Wow. All right. Why? Because, like, cause like hot water is actually really bad for your skin. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, prolonged, uh, you know, sure. I'm not Kramer, but I do like a nice long hot shower. It's where you get a lot of For thinking sure. done. Oh, yeah, and... yeah. Most of my big ideas come, come yeah. to me in there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then he said, uh, don't use uh, brick soap anymore. Just liquid soap. I've never heard either of these. Mm hmm. Huh. What's and the brick soap thing? Do you know? Do you know the reasoning for I, that? It dries your skin out more, and I feel bad because okay. we stinking love Duke Cannon. Listen, one of our favorite things, Duke Cannon. Yeah, I love hey, Duke, Duke Cannon. Cannon. Do you do you uh do you do you make us uh pumpable? Yeah, yeah. Well, that would kind of. I guess. I so. mean, the, the, their the, thing the, is the best giant part brick. about Duke Cannon is a humongous. You're holding the brick from Home Alone Two. You know that he. <laughs> Chuck's at Harry Ready and Mark. on Harry's head. I mean, I've got this black pepper, Duke mm. Cannon bricks and charcoal. It's like yeah. it's like it's like the coal Fun. in your stocking from Santa. <laughs> yeah, and I can't. Now use you it can't anymore. use it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, um, something tells me neither of those tips would help this particular ailment. Mm. I should call your I should call your dermatologist doctor. For it's sure. hard to get into the doctor around here. Anyway, Thanksgiving time is approaching. We're past spooky season. Mm-hmm. That's in our rear view. Now we're thinking about food mm, and delicious food. cooking food at home. So in this episode, we want to talk about that in particular. Health benefits of cooking at home. We've wanted to do this for a while. Yeah, for sure. One of our more practical 
uh, just kind of fun to talk about. Uh, I've been reading more and more about it the past several years. Like what are the benefits for cooking at home versus eating out? I think in particular. And so we are going to tackle that in the core, but first we're going to do as we do every week, baby steps of the week where we look at a small step we've taken toward our health. And then after the core, we'll end with what's giving us life this week. And of course, a ton of fun stuff along the way. But first, here on the Two Gomers podcast, we have big goals, but we know that reaching them starts small. So this is Baby Step of the Week. Baby steps? It means setting small, reasonable goals for yourself one day at a time. One tiny step at a time. Baby steps. All right, here we are in Baby Step of the Week. Steven, do you have a baby step to share? I do. You know, we haven't recorded a regular episode like this for almost two months, I think. Oh, my gosh. I know. So it's like my baby step that I'm going to share. I can't remember. I might have shared it on the last episode. (laughs) Well, I can't remember either. (laughs) Well, I could probably remember that we we recorded the Start Small app a long time ago before our 15th anniversary episodes apps. And so then we right. did those. And so it's been a long time. So who knows if we remember. So stop me if you've heard this one before. But okay. my baby step of the week is on September 20th. Yep. I close my rings. Now that is the baby step. Yep. But the baby step result is that on that day, for the first time ever, I got one year streak. Nice. Of ring closage. That rocks, bro. I love that. So, I know I know I do this all the time, but I love talking about the results of the baby step that I didn't even see it coming. I was just doing it, just closing rings. I knew I wanted to make a new streak. I yep. actually I had already broken my streak. I was already getting the little notice, right? Yep. That you just got your longest streak. But I didn't realize that it was one year. Yes. And so I got a special little animation. Nice. I was like, yeah. So in particular, that streak is the red ring, the movement ring. Yeah. But I will say, with all honesty, all three of my rings I closed for a full year. And today, because it's so much longer, I'm at 400. I hit 400 days today. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, when you get to 499... I'll I'm stop. Gonna be so <laughs> mad because everybody remembers I hit four yes. uh four ninety nine the day I tore my calf muscle, remember? Mm-hmm. Or four ninety eight, yes. something like that. So I am seriously considering this is not a joke. <sighs> yeah. Not breaking that. No, you dude, it's all it's totally all good. It's total it's totally all good. That was just like I couldn't believe it. I know. My best so I'm so sad about that still that I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring myself to break that streak of Dude. yours. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll just have to, I mean, I'm on, I'm on the bandwagon with that. So I'll just have to yeah, keep, keep going and just hope for no injuries. Um, yep. And I yeah. do hope that that gives people a little bit of an insight into you just do it every day. And then you get to be like, oh, I did a lot. Yeah. Like baby steps. We did a whole episode about this. We don't have to rehash it, but starting small is the only way to get to some of these big goals and some of these big celebrations. So that's my baby step of the week. September 20th, closing my rings. I love it. And as we said on the start small episode, you have to make it small enough that you'll actually do it. Yeah. And and I I think I'm going to come back to that in the core of this one too, because I think cooking at home. Yeah. feels daunting to a lot of people. I read this thing about like 90% of Americans say they don't like to cook. Huh. Wow. And so I was thinking about start small as we were thinking. So we'll get back to that in the core. But yeah, um, if it's not like you're saying, if it's not small enough, make it smaller. Right. And I yeah. think and, and, and you can actually. So if people have Apple watches, you can make those goals small enough that you'll do them. Yep. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can dial it into what is actually possible for you. 
Uh, exactly. And then, You're right. You can actually do that. You can change the goal to make it work for your closings. Yep. Totally. Yeah. yeah I love that. Do um, it. Okay. I want to hear your baby step. Okay. Stop me if I've done this before. I don't think I have, but it's a follow-up to a follow-up of using the self-checkout line at uh, Publix. <laughs> okay, so we did do self-checkout. I know that, which yep. I think shocked me into silence on the app, if I remember <laughs> right. <laughs> because um, uh, they, you know I love my ladies at Publix. They're the best yep. Those ladies that work there. There's like it. It's just it's almost always ladies that are that right. are checking you out uh, yep. at the at the checkout place. Hey, hey. Um, and we always have great conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about recipes, cooking at home, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I discovered by doing self checkout, uh, it was like, wow! I didn't know how much stuff cost. Right? Financially, it was helpful. Yep. Yep. You do the perimeter of the grocery store self checkout. Mm-hmm. That's going to help you buy healthier ingredients and not waste money on things like hot house cucumbers, which we still buy all the time. Love them. But right. I, I thought they were like five cents. Turns out they're like five dollars. So, so you're like, not oh. buying three of those and not using them. Yeah. And buy three That's of my those, issue. but then use them. Right. Like There you go. Actually, if, when you know how much I, they cost, it's like a gym membership, right? You use it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's, here's my final follow-up to self-checkout, uh, okay. which is the cool thing about – the annoying thing about self-checkout is you have to do all the bagging. Uh, yep. And and oftentimes at our Publix, there's a super long line for the self-checkout, which is so interesting to me because that used to be the shortest. Right. But now How everybody's changed. Maybe it's, they've been all listening to the podcast. It must like, be. Yeah. For they, I, I didn't realize we had such influence, dude, but so many people are at the self-checkout line now, dude. We did it. <laughs> but uh, here's the benefit to another benefit. Okay. Is... Uh, you can bag according to how you put away when you get home. Wow. Oh, this is domino habit stacking. Yeah. So this is like a little change, a little baby step you can make in the bagging process to make your life better. Yeah, dude. It's so rules and it has changed the game because another hard part about grocery shopping is putting stuff away, right? Like you get home. And you're I like, already did my work. I don't want to do this part. It's all mixed up, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. and just leave uh-huh. it on the counter. Every the frozen <laughs> stuff melts. <laughs> right. Because it's mixed in with like the dry spaghetti. Yeah. So so are you bagging then by category by like where? So it that's goes what I mean. So as I'm house, like freezer, top oh, of yeah. the fridge. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Me too. So self checkout. You've got all your dairy stuff here. So yep. it's like when you get home. I'm putting these groceries groceries away in less than a minute to win it. Like I, I can it. put these groceries away, and so it it's like you're you're bagging with the thought of where you know you like to put stuff. So yes, I mean a, this is stitch in time, stitch in time yeah. stuff, right? You yep. you you, t- you do the baby step in time. Yep, and it saves you nine when you uh-huh. get home. Yep, so you're couldn't love it more. Out doing your next task or. Being present with the family, or just, or just, la- or just sitting around wasting just, time. You yeah. have a lot more time to waste. Yes, yeah, stitching time saves nine minutes to play Mario Kart. <laughs> like it's the ending of the. I, I think that was the original intent. Okay, all right. Should we head over into the core? Let's do it. Hey, how's it going over there? I was just wondering, what's for dinner at your house? Sounds like you guys like to cook, so I don't really like it. I'm one of the people that doesn't, so hey. Yeah. I mean, this, by the way, I wonder if Dr. Knudsen could help me with my numb leg. Oh, yeah. I'll have to give phone, him a call. Phone a friend. I mean, he just ran out of your room, so we're not, not going to be able to talk to him now. He always comes in, you know, for that, oh. like, 15 seconds and runs out. I always want to ask him questions, but he's never around. Um, we're going to talk about food. Thanksgiving. Lots more people, I'm guessing, are cooking at home this month than any other month. What do you think? Yeah, good call. I bet this is this November probably followed by December or maybe the other way around. Or maybe January mm-hmm. too because people do health kicks. Yep. All of a sudden, everybody's going to the gym and cooking at home for a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we know how long that's going to last. 
Well, but my my mind when I think about home cooking month goes to November for sure, because the fall plus Thanksgiving, which I Thanksgiving oh, yeah. is the cooking, like the the cooking event I would say of the year. Yeah. Yep. It's the it's the Super Bowl of cooking. That's it. <laughs> we did it, everyone. It's the Super Bowl of cooking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> the The other thing I was thinking about was I did read this thing even before we were getting to this was that 90% of Americans don't like to cook. And so... Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, It was actually in this article I was reading about grocery stores being in danger. Because what? not as many people are... Like way more people are eating out. Huh. Than they used to that that is that went on the rise even during COVID. Yep. Um, people were more comfortable going to like ordering out at a restaurant than they were going to the grocery store. And so and that has continued into twenty twenty three that now sit down restaurants are on are on the decline, but yeah. fast food and fast casual like Chipotle and uh, 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 to Panda Express, stuff like that. Uh, those are on the rise. Wow. Well, that's that's so. I mean, it makes sense because it goes with our hurried culture. You sure. know, like eat. We don't have time for that. Throw it in my mm-hmm. mouth, ma. <laughs> like, <laughs> why well, just put it in my mouth? You know, and man, I get it. When when we have these those weeks, those overcommitted weeks, and yep kids that want to eat in a house that you want to keep clean and a mm-hmm. palate that you want to be slathered with fat, salt, and heat, sugar. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I get it. Like food at restaurants usually tastes better. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, we're, we'll get into that. But like in general, yeah. you're like, I want the fried chicken from Publix. Okay. I can't make it taste yep. that good. Yep. I, I, You know, or uh, also, I mean, I can just think of Man, if we do Chick-fil-A, for example, one of our mm-hmm. fam faves. Yeah. Dude, you pick you you put it in the app, comes out to your mm-hmm. car, two seconds yep. later, you had no mess, no cleanup. You could be done with dinner and cleanup by like six oh one PM. No stress, got, no mess. Nobody's gonna complain uh, about yeah, what you made. Yummy. Yeah. Everybody loves it. Everybody gets what they want. Uh-huh. And you're happy and there's no mess. Jeez. So what what do you think the Remember we used to have this podcast called Runner's Block. Uh-huh. What what is the cooking? What's the cooker's block, right? Like I would say yep. you you're naming some of them which are time. Yep. Mess. I think mess I think mess uh is a huge one and I think pre-cooking mess so Mm. i mean if i could give like the number one tip for us yeah is like when like when these so two tips one when the kitchen's clean Mm. and when you have a plan like a meal plan okay i mean if i have the stuff in the fridge Mm -hmm. like a recipe in my in my noodle yeah up in my brain yeah hopefully a noodle is it a noodle recipe is what I want to right. know. Right. So a noodle in your noodle. Yeah. And um, and then a clean kitchen. Like, man, dude, a cutting board that's like got a, just a, mm. a chef's knife on it. Mm-hmm. Clean. Mise en place. Isn't that it? Like everything in its place. So if you've got the mise en place, if you've got a clean kitchen and a plan, yep. you can do anything. But I think those are the blocks. So if you're looking at a mm. dirty kitchen. Yeah. Have no plan have no time are stressed and hungry that and that tired. is like right sounds like american culture to me at least in my lived experience so the other thing is like i'm not anti-restaurant like dude no we, i i th- th- we we just did the the fast food food, food what the fast food burger brawl like we have right. part of our brand <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is going out to eat <laughs> Uh, I mean, I have both my boys totally. work in the food industry. Their, their college, them paying for college, relies on people going out to eat at restaurants, right? Right. Um, 
but the, the the more I dig into it, the more I realize I I personally my story I personally <laughs> have a healthier lifestyle, not only nutritionally or weight wise or whatever. I my yeah. life is better when I cook at home more than I eat out, mm. and there is nothing I'm talking about nothing that I could find online that disagrees with that. Right. And, and these are articles written by nutritionists. They're articles written by family practice folks. They're, they're articles written by financial planners. Like it's um, – and none of them say, by the way, never go eat at a restaurant. Right. It's just the, the, the blocks that you listed usually lead to nah. Right. I'll, I'll just go out and right. um, that's just not I, – I, I'm going to say, it. okay, I'm going to lock this in. I think that's not as healthy a choice as cooking at home. I also just want to name – I don't know everybody's context. Some people, this isn't possible. Yeah. I'm thinking of maybe parents with younger – little kids where you're just like, you're telling me I got to find another half an hour to an hour in my day and you want to punch me right now. You're excused right. from this episode it, or just listen to it. And don't do anything we say. But I would yeah. say for the bulk of people, cooking at home more would make for a healthier lifestyle. Yep. I think people generally know that too, actually. Yeah. yeah, I th- yeah. Again, I think it's one of those things that you know, but you don't do. Sure. Just like screens before bed. I know I it's mean, a could, bad idea. Could this be the slogan for our new iteration of the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Things you like, know, but don't do. <laughs> <laughs> Take yeah. a walk, it, listen closely, <laughs> everything, clear your email. <laughs> yeah, right. we know, Gomers, we know. Yep. But I think it's important to talk about and to lean into and and maybe even take some baby steps towards mm-hmm. doing. Right. So because I mean we so we want to be healthier, we want to save yep. money. Yep. And there's there's way beyond those reasons that that eating at home and you you can do this at restaurants too, but man, dude, I'm I think maybe when us four are around a table, it is a holy moment. Right. It is a sacred space. The table is a sacred space. I mean, there's a reason like the 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 the, the church in Acts, the original church mm-hmm. was built around a table. Right. Was built around a feast. So sure. like the table is a sacred, holy, beautiful space. And so that can that can happen at a restaurant for sure. And actually, I mean, I dude, man, just text some friends. Let's go to Los Bravos and get some Mexican. I mean, come on. But but like the, there's something about man when we I've said this a hundred times when we turn on our Frank Sinatra and we do our family Italian feast. Yep. Uh, it is not only sacred, but it is. Uh, part of our culture it's part of our you're, you're, you're building the culture of your family yeah yep i well, gotcha but it's also it's my grandma's there oh and i she's, see even your history passed away mm-hmm. like grandma is in the is in the mix I, my cousins are there my do you know what i mean like mm. they're not but it's like a part of that architecture in time and space yep that exists that's like you're you're passing on um you're you're passing on tradition. You're passing on love. Yeah. In that moment, I agree. That's way beyond health or saving money. Well, and and so I think that that's interesting. Usually we go from the real, the real nitty gritty stuff, and then we get into the bigger thing. I feel like we're going opposite here, which I love. Which is like <laughs> what you're talking about is a little bit harder. I think to say, do this, do this, do this, do this, and you your the result will be. A sacred moment right but mm. just because it's not as easy to explain i don't think that makes it untrue i know exactly what you're talking about i think especially mm. when we had smaller kids and even before that when we were just a couple mm-hmm. me and jessica like there were certainly financial reasons why we couldn't go out to eat a lot mm-hmm. we were like <laughs> we were like meg march <laughs> i'm just tired of being poor i mean we we paid almost nothing in rent because we couldn't afford it and 
it was just it, buying food was an issue. Yep. And so we were, we wouldn't go out a lot, but we, that we created a culture when we were just the two of us of, we cook at home a lot more than we go out. It was like mm. once every two weeks we would order something or go out hmm. when mm-hmm. we were. And so we brought that into our, the culture of our family when our kids were little so that, and I don't know if this makes sense. Part of why we did that was we wanted it to be special when we went out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so it was whenever we'd go out to eat, it was like another kind of tradition that we had of celebration. Um, But really kind of still under the surface there, the reason was money. Sure. (laughs) Like we just can't afford it. So I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of grateful for that, that we were able to establish that kind of without a choice but then it became like at this point we cook at home so i'm i am actually curious about your the way it works in your house so we cook at home monday tuesday wednesday thursday night is leftovers Uh from monday tuesday wednesday which we haven't eaten yep friday pizza yep saturday i don't i couldn't even tell you what happens on saturdays it's kind of that kind of thing yeah um and then Sunday after church, we usually go out to eat also. Yes. And then we eat Sunday night, the leftovers from that lunch. Okay. Got it. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and so th- that's kind of two times we order in and we eat out a week. Okay. Um, and we just, that just means we cook a lot at home. And we don't actually anymore cook together a lot at home. We switch off days. Okay. And also it's very different now that we have two adult boys that we have no idea if they're ever going to be home. <laughs> Noah, no. And Jack almost certainly no. Right. So, but for some reason that tradition has stayed. And I'm kind of figuring out what that means for us right now. Yep. Well, first of all, I don't think anybody that's been listening to the podcast for a long time is going to be like, whoa, Steven's got a serious trellis for exactly what days they eat lunch. <laughs> he knows the days. Sorry. I'm, now I'm a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's awesome. Like, we're like so often more seat of our pants sort of sure. people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the things we like kind of like. You know, you guys have been in way more of these than us, but we've been in a lot of situations where it's like, tell us your story, you know, like a small group yep. or a you know, couples thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's like, okay, here's like a tagline for Aaron and Anthony is, is uh, she taught me how to follow a recipe and I taught her how to improvise. Oh yeah. And you've said that on the podcast before and I think yeah. it's genius. It's like because I didn't realize following directions, you can like make the world happen. Like like you can make, you can do anything. Like I heard this Instagrammer, he was like, or she was like, everything is figure outable. If Mm. you can like, like almost everything, like you just like stinking redid the piping under your house because you went on YouTube and figured out how to, how to do some light plumbing. Big risk, but I did it. Just light. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it was. It's. I, I also something I would not recommend most people right. do is just be like, I don't know. I'll take apart all the plumbing underneath my house and watch this YouTube video. Right. It was a, a, actually another financially motivated decision I just had to do. But sure. yeah, I'll, sometimes I'll have to figure that stuff out. Yeah, that's a, that's a do not try this at home. Not from the podcast, <laughs> yeah. even though Stephen did do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> another uh, slogan of our podcast. <laughs> uh, do as i say not as i do <laughs> okay uh, it's it's interesting that you're saying that about recipe i actually think that can be another block to people who are f- seat of their pants folks like I, i'm not interested in uh following a recipe i don't know maybe i'm wrong about that yeah no that so okay so aaron is an incredible planner and mm-hmm. i'm like uh, unbelievable thwarting of those plans. I am just an <laughs> idiot. No, and that's no. so that's something we've developed over the last two, two years. <laughs> I've never heard this before. You actively never. thwart her plans. No, not on purpose. Right. Almost never on purpose. 
That would be a total a-hole if it was on purpose, dude. It's just, <laughs> just that word thwart is really tickling. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So Aaron's like, we're making XYZ tonight. And I'm like, yeah. I don't feel like that. So mm-hmm. I guess that would be intentional thwarting. Because <laughs> well, yeah. And it's even you worse. Don't do that? <laughs> well, it's, I know, you're right. But it's even worse with kids. Because all you have to, dude, all oh, you yeah. have to do is just whisper to one of your kids, hey, do you want chips and queso tonight? <laughs> Oh, you're and then, influencing them. Yeah. <laughs> I, this this is what I like, meant by the Chick-fil-A thing. Like, nobody's going to complain about that. That's that, that's an immediately getting over oh. a block where it's like, I think with kids, depending on how picky they are, it could be a real disaster to cook at home. You oh, spend yeah. spend an well, hour cooking something and then they're like, ew. I know. They're like, you. he put onions in the eggs. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, 100%. Yep. And that's that that would be one of those theory versus practice. Like when you become a new parent, you're like, I'm not going to be a short order cook. They will eat what I make. And it's like, I will never have the kind of kids who do that. It's like, (laughs) yeah, right. Yeah, right, dude. Like if only you could like slap our young parenting (laughs) selves. Oh, man. Um, yeah. No offense, because I know we have young parents that listen to this. And, dude, please be idealistic and go for it. And a lot of the idealism actually can be fruitful, you know. Sure. But some of it, you just got to shake up a little bit. Oh, Man, this sure. is the fun part about being second half of life. You can start being like, I was, like, yeah, I had definitely. idealism. In good ways and in bad ways. Uh, what were we talking about? When you follow a recipe, do you like it? So you're not a natural, oh. you are oh, actually yeah, yeah. a natural thwarter of <laughs> Things apparently. Oh, the, the thwarting, but, right? But when you do follow recipe, do you like to do it? Like oh, this is I, a word to people oh, that no. think they might not, it. they might not like doing it. Do you like doing it? Right. So I think our main block, and I'm going to answer that with this, is mm-hmm. for years, Aaron and I would would text each other or call each other and be like, "What's for dinner?" Yep. It was like it was almost nails on the chalkboard, dreaded question for both of us. A dreaded decision you had to make every day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it's just like, it's a tough one because we're busy. We don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, you don't want to have to make a decision or go to the grocery store or spend money or do all the stuff. Yeah. And so like the easy answer to that is let's get Chinese or pizza or like right. I already said a bunch of times, chips and queso or Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the best way to to fix that was we have gotten much more towards your days of the week thing, right? Yep. So for a long time we've done like just as an example, uh, we do like we do rice and beans either on Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, is like one of our core family meal practices. Yeah, which is uh, we eat rice and beans. Mm-hmm one meal a week it's super cheap it's super delicious and our girls look forward to it massively and we do it more than just because it's cheap we 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 do it as a spiritual practice of simplicity yep um of standing with i don't know two-thirds of the world that that's actually what they eat yeah every day this is you creating a family culture Mm -hmm. and family Uh, traditions that mean something yeah, and it's it's interesting because that is a core memory for the girls, and they would probably tell you that's top five favorite meals of our uh-huh. family, right? And is th- like, I think my theory would be it's because it's more than the food that that is about that they they actually have caught on to some of the reasoning, but they also yep. it sounds like they also think it's quite delish. Well, man, when you so when we started it a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, uh. When there's very little option, and and we uh, Aaron and I often did it like after a day of fasting. Yeah, I'm I'm not trying to get, not trying to get my rewards on Earth. I'm just trying to share. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's like it tastes so good. Oh, okay. Yeah. And when you're like when when uh, that's what you've got to um. Like there, there's, there's not a whole lot of variety and like, it's very simple and yeah. we all, um, it's really easy to make. Right. Uh, there's just something that's really beautiful in the simplicity of it. Yes. 
Uh, so that's one. That's usually one night a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, then usually we do some sort of meal prep ahead of time. So we'll make um, like oftentimes we'll do like taco salads. Yeah. Yep. Is like a classic. So some sort of meat. This is probably familiar to people when we say we have our classic meals. Like, there is just a rotation. I know that every family has of these are the meals that we cook. Yeah. And so this is another. I I love talking to people about that. Like, what what were those meals when you were a kid and what meals are those now? We we could do a whole app on that. Oh, man. Actually, that would be a really interesting survey, dude. Oh, good idea. what, What is your top five because you know what I, I maybe maybe like the instagramness of life has uh-huh. kind of messed this up that it has to be cool oh like, yeah when you eat a meal it has to be fancy or complex like, when you're talking about this rice and beans thing oh man a block i'm sure for people is complexity of what they see and what they think cooking is Right, yeah. probably on social media and other places, but like what you're saying is part of the reason why the rice and beans is so good is because of its simplicity. You're so happy, dude. Uh, one you of know, the things like, that I have for the health benefit of all this is I I just wrote down fun, creativity, joy. Mm. That there there's something that we talked about this in the Little Women thing too, where it's like if I'm having a bad day, if I can create something. Wow. Yeah. That that changes the course of my attitude throughout the rest of the day. And wow. so for me, this is another harder thing to say. It always works like this. It doesn't necessarily because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to cook. <laughs> it's like everybody yeah, else, you, right? Totally. But I would say if I'm able to do something creative that feel that ups the joy and happiness of eating for me. Yeah. And I just don't know how I can go wrong upping the joy and happiness in my life. How can you go wrong? I mean, have you ever seen the like the craft commercial where everybody's making their own version of grilled cheese together? Mm-hmm. Yes, like I've seen that. Oh, that makes me want to cry. It's like everybody in the family, like grandpa's there. There's like a baby, like yeah, all, all the friends. Somehow you're gathering around craft singles. Or like I mean, the only uh, thing better is that Triscuit Pizza in college <laughs> commercial. All right. Speaking hey, of joy. New- New roommate. Um, <laughs> Here's totally the first right. thing you learn in college: how to make a Triscuit nachos. <laughs> Triscuit nachos. But uh, I mean, they're like, oh, I like to put jalapenos in there. What kind of cheese do you want to use? You get like mm-hmm. five different kinds of cheese. What kind of bread? Yeah. You know, like, you know, so, something that that this has is like, um, we've got done off and on, but a real like so along with the joy element. Mm-hmm. is the idea of this is part of what we do is we cook right. together. Mm-hmm. So yeah. sometimes so it's it's almost like reframing it from a chore to an activity like a or something. Like a practice. Yeah. So so like I mean like an example of when we do Italian night is we do chicken cutlets. I've mm-hmm. told you about that before. Yeah, tell, dude, just tell me how you make a chicken cutlet and see if it matches uh, how I do one. Okay, so Isla is my sous chef on this one. She's eight. Mm. She's been doing this since she was six uh-huh. uh, and plenty of other things before that. But that this practice kind of started then or recipe with mm-hmm. us together as part of our Italian night. So you've got your thin chicken cutlets. You pound them out okay. and then you've got one And are you doing plate. a breast here? Are you like cutting it? Yeah, yeah. It's if you need to, are you cutting that horizontally? Oh, yeah. Butterfly that breast and then pound it. it. Yep, pound it. Although, dude, Gomer's tip, you can buy the cutlets. Sometimes you can get the Greenwise Publix. They actually have the cutlets. They're already pounded out. You know, I think that's okay. Pay a little bit extra sometimes for the... That doesn't do on the save money. But if you're going to buy chicken cutlets and make them versus go out, you're mm-hmm. still going to spend less money and it's going to be healthier because like a huge benefit to all this is you're not throwing a ton of random ingredients. Yep. Right. You're, they're all whole foods. You right? have, you have control. One of the yeah. things I was reading a lot is that one of the major differences between eating at a restaurant and 
cooking at home is you actually have control over portion size, over your finances, and then over like the ingredients, actual nutrition and the ingredients where you order something at a restaurant and you're like, did this just come off a conveyor belt? Which I know right. it did because I yeah. have friends who work in sit-down restaurants especially and yeah. kids who do. And I know this was just shipped in frozen and heated up on a conveyor belt. Yep. I mean, when 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 TGI Fridays, not to call them out, but when they basically just went to frozen dinners, like you, you could just go to Publix, get an air fryer and make a TGI Fridays meal at home. And it's exactly the same as the restaurant. Literally. It, the people that are serving it to you don't even know what's in it. And so like when you're right. cooking and you're pounding out your own chicken cutlets yeah, and putting, what else? What else do you put on the cutlet? Yeah. So, yeah. So we've got three plates. You got one with flour, seasoned mm-hmm. salt and pepper, maybe some parm, then one with egg and then one with okay. breadcrumbs. Yep. Isla does all that by herself. She lays out the plates. She, mm. she seasons it all. And yep. then I'm on the, I'm at the, on the uh, stove with yep. my two pans with olive oil. Okay. You go olive oil. Do you put any butter in there to fry it in? You could. Okay. But we're Italian. I know. See, so I, it must be my, <laughs> my German roots where yeah. I'm like, I, I do, I do the ex. everything sounds right so far. Not right. Everything sounds yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. similar to what I do. Yep. And I do this probably once a week. I wish I had a sous chef. Um, <laughs> Because it's kind of a messy thing. Maybe it does is Lily messy. like that about it? It is funny, but that's... See, that's... So this is... Isla does this. Lily... Oh, right. Lily is more... Isla. So this is when you start to get the the personality of your kids. Lily is more mm-hmm. like you give her a recipe and be like, go. Okay. She she likes... She really likes that. She likes to own... Like with Legos, for example, she likes to do it. Yep. Like she doesn't want another kid. Uh, this is just uh, like she'll she wants to build it. You know, oh yeah, uh, a girl after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also we have the oven pre. The oven's at like three fifty, and it's got a cookie like a sheet with a with a drying rack on top of it, and, and uh, tin foil underneath that, aluminum foil yep. to catch the stuff. So like, yeah. So Isla passes me one. I put it in the oil. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. a assembly line. Speaking of conveyor belts, but this is a healthy one. Yep. And then, but there's always parm in those breadcrumbs. Tons okay. of parm. Gotcha. Grated. Grated up. Yeah. Actually, that is the one thing that I was like, oh, I don't know if I put parm in mine. See, I'm not an, parm, Ita- I'm not dude, an Italian. That, that panko with parm. Mm, yeah. Oh, man, dude. So that's just an example of something the, that's the, the fun. Sheet, the sheet in the oven is to keep them warm after you've, yeah. after you've cooked yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. Cause, cause, and, and the, the, you know, I learned this from my grandma, Georgeson. She would mm-hmm. do this with chicken. She would do this with eggplant. She yeah. would cook twice as much. Because we'd be eating as she was cooking. Ah. I mean, my dream. So there's a corner of heaven that just has eggplant frying. Like, oh, <laughs> all the time. A corner. I, it might be a whole, like, <laughs> yeah. acre. Dude, for sure. I don't. It's just so good. And it makes me so. so and you got Frank yeah. Sinatra. And you got little yeah. Vino. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like, yeah. you can't recreate. The, well, you can't. No, you can't recreate that at a restaurant. I mean, not even at Olive Garden, wherever. What does that uh, say? Where you're here, your family, right? Um, I mean, we could also do a whole episode on how it used to taste at these places. I know, and, and they're now, they're you're going we to go. Olive Garden, and you're like, no, like what happened? It's <laughs> no. crazy. Well, here, let's go back to the Greta Gerwig quote that I have from Little Women, where she uh-huh. said, was that what happened, or is that the way you remember it? So, sorry, Greta. I think it's happened. Okay. I think something has happened. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a little bit of both, but I think it is more okay. what has happened. Okay, I'll concede to that. I think you're you're probably right. Um, the, the reason I think it's actually happened is this is just not my memories from when I was a little child and we would go to Mcdonald's and it would taste a certain way and now it doesn't anymore. McDonald's still tastes exactly the same. You're I'm totally talking about right. like You're right. In a couple years in my adult years I'm like something has shifted at Chili's. Yeah. And then I know a person at Chili's and Felicia's like this is what happened. It's wow. not the same. See, um, we, I think we went to Applebee's sucks. for the last time a couple years ago. Like I we walked out of it and we're like, yeah. nope. Don't have to do that anymore. 
<laughs> so that actually helps the cause here on trying to for sure. help people realizing that c- cooking is cooking is healthier. I think for so there's all these like big picture. You spend more time like this story about your sous chef, man. It's just like amazing because you're spending time with Isla. You're spending time with your girls, and it's like there's there. Yeah, it takes more time, which could be a block, but that also could be reinterpreted, retranslated as the benefit of cooking yeah. at home. Well, that would that would it would just that that's what I'm saying with the turn it from a chore into an activity. Mm-hmm. Is right. instead of your kids being in front of the d- TV, being like, "When's dinner gonna be ready?" Uh, it's like, <laughs> and then not like it. Uh, I hate it. Uh. <laughs> But like, like, turn it from that yeah. into like that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, just like as just one other example, Lily just had her birthday party a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and she wanted to have a bunch of friends over. That's what she wanted was just to have her friends over, a, a yeah. reunion of her summer camp friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one of the activities was making homemade pizzas together. You sent me pictures of this. Looked not only cute but delicious with these pizzas they're making. Right. But it was, yeah, but it was like, do you know what I mean by making yeah. an activity instead of a chore? Oh, yeah. It was, I know it's a little idealistic, but it it's mm. actually, it's doing something like going out and throwing the Frisbee or playing pickleball or going on a bike ride. It's like, and now we're going to cook dinner in, instead of it being like a begrudging, you know, thing that you have to do. It's like, okay, this is our next activity. Right. So uh, can we're, we're we're we need to come to close, but can I just say one final thing about the idealism stuff? Yeah, because I feel that too. When we talk about this stuff, mo- I think I named this th- one time too. Like I just feel like kind of like sometimes I my standards are too high, <laughs> right? And that can feel idealistic to people. I think because we did this episode last time, and we said this thing about starting small means something completely different to. A lot of different people and you shouldn't feel guilty about that so when you're thinking about cooking at home what is something that is actually doable that you won't be mm. overwhelmed by to start with i don't know what that is for everybody listening obviously but i'm glad you mentioned the rice and beans we have some really simple recipes that are like they take 20 minutes mm-hmm. um maybe it's Maybe for people that are feeling like, guys, there's no way. Mm-hmm. I want to actually encourage people. There is. And uh, the the key for me in everything, doing something big, is to find the thing that's small enough to start with. Mm. Um, so there are, there are recipes I do that have five ingredients. Speaking of Olive Garden, I do a Zupa Toscana. Oh, I have that written down here, bro. Super Toscana. Oh. Five ingredients. But and mostly so it's letting good. it cook on the stove. Yeah. That when you eat that at a restaurant, you're like, I could never cook this. You could. It's so yep. easy. Yep. So um I just want to name that before we end this time. Like this probably has sounded very idealistic. I just want to say, find what you can do and start small. And I think even if I wrote, even if you replace one night out with one night in, that will up your quality of life. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I mean, like when you make something, even if it's super duper simple, like what you said or do, right? Like my one with uh, olive oil, garlic, noodles, Parmesan cheese. Uh, You know what I mean? Yes. Like there it's like when you eat something that you made. You feel uh-huh. it, you feel like a, a little sense of accomplishment, you know? Yeah. Uh, you feel like, oh, I turned dry noodles into something delicious. Yep. You know? Can I just uh, l- let me dude, offer Annie's this. mac and cheese? Just go for some Annie's mac and cheese. I mean, <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> right. Exactly. Make two boxes what? so that you can have a little two when your kids eat it. Do you have a link maybe to that recipe that you just said, the simple one, or do you the just have it in oil? your head? Yeah. I just make that for my head, but dude, like uh, our our best friend, who I can't think of his name right now, the book that we read, Stanley Tucci. Oh yeah, yep. I mean, dude, those Italian rest—he makes so many. They 
Italian food is super simple, dude. Right. Um, I'm just wondering if maybe we could put a link. Okay, yeah, let's, I'll, find, ep, I'll find some one simple for that. recipes that we talked yeah, about that. in the in the podcast notes here that you're listening to right now. Um, yes. I think that might be helpful for people too. Sweet. All right, dude. Let's head into the what's giving us life this week. Let's do it. Okay, here we are in what's giving us life this week. Uh, I've got something short. What do you think? Should I go? Do you want to go? Go for it, dude. Okay, this is going to sound crazy, and I'm going to get a little blue. I hope that's okay. It's just something I heard, I overheard, that gave me so much life. I was at, I was working concessions at Jack's Cross Country Meet. Lots of people were there, lots of different schools. Working concessions, and I see this altercation happening with a obvious bully mm-hmm. and a little... 90 pound cross country runner. So, yeah. Um, whenever I see this happening, I want to go out and intervene, right? Like a kid getting made fun of. So, yep. this big, bulky kid from, I'm going to name it, Northland Prep Academy here in Flagstaff. Shame on you. Bullying <laughs> this kid from this town called Snowflake. Wow. On the res. And this kid's going, <laughs> Snowflakes, Snowflakes. And I was like, nothing gets my ire up, right? Seeing a bully bullying somebody. So I'm Mm -hmm. about to bolt out of this thing. This little 90-pound kid looks at this guy and he goes, and this is where you can skip ahead if you want. He goes, it's the name of our school, dipshit. (laughs) And it was like, it was like Daniel's son had kicked Johnny and defeated him. This bully was the wind went out of his sails. Wow. He walks away head down. And then I hear later that this little, this littler kid just schooled him in the race. Dang. And I, I was on cloud nine. <laughs> First of all, cause I think the insult itself was so perfect. It was, it's like, I haven't heard that word. I felt like in the, in the wild. It's yeah. like a 90s insult. That's so nice. Yeah, must have a parents that watch 90s movies. <laughs> and it was the perfect description of this bully. Yep. <laughs> and I think that's why it just hit him hard. <laughs> I kind of feel bad. Like, I, it was like, it shifted who I felt bad for. Right, then you're like, oh, um, dude, sorry. Yeah, maybe it was jo- maybe Johnny was right all along, you feel, in that moment. Um, yeah. So anyways... I don't know. I was just like, when you see somebody standing up for themselves and it worked, it gave me a lot of life. So that's my little story. Wow. That is so amazing, dude. Um, what about you? What gave you life this past week? Okay. Uh, you know, this is going to go on the Gomer's favorite things. So I'm just going to mention okay. it real quick. But man, dude, we've been getting... So we haven't recorded in like two months an actual right. life giving. Yeah. And our... I. I redid our blue room which is kind of like our library slash music room oh right like yeah it downstairs is be... the dining room neither dining room yeah am i right about that or not yeah there's okay. a dining room and then there's like another room that just kind of is and we didn't really know what to do with it yep um sorry that sounds so privileged i just have so many rooms <laughs> how um... many rooms do you have that you don't have anything to do with <laughs> jeez but I'm just, there's this front room in our that we're like we never we didn't have something like that I don't know so it's like I can at, I can attest to it Nation it's kind of like what do we do with this space Yeah it's just right? a square room Yep and you're like well we have a dining room and a kitchen you know and a living room you can't, so it's like you can't yeah. really make it into a bedroom you can't it's just no, like be illegal. what do you do with it like you can't right yeah that's true in not zone I forgot what that's called but you couldn't put a door on it because of anyways okay. Yeah. But what we turned it into is a library slash music room. And so we've finally got the full vinyl set up with our oh. bookshelf speakers. Uh-huh. And so it's just for now, just let me say I am I my collection is growing. I've Aaron's like, you gotta stop. I've probably bought it's like at that 50 level. records in the last like two <gasps> months. Wow. <laughs> I've got this is what like happens a, when we don't record. I this is news to me. Oh, I've got an, I've, I mean, I've, I've, 
Like, I mean, just as somebody that I love, my favorite bassoon player, Bernard Garfield, I've gone through his whole discography and I've got all but one. Uh, wow. Rare, I mean, I found a couple of rare that ones. That is so awesome. Like one bookstore, LP store in London that had this like one from 1940. Mm, so it's also the thrill of the hunt that's going the, on. Yeah. Here. Yeah. yeah. And I know Hack's listening. He's like, dude. He's like, I'll I'll school you on my collection, on your collection. <laughs> um, but mine has been much more classical. I've got a couple oh, of yeah. jazz albums and okay. I, I, um, but your album, uh, Interstellar and Switchfoot. My, my album in that I gave it to you for Christmas. It was and was it the first yep. album you received? Yeah, Interstellar. Okay. And I mean, I'll I'll cl- I can claim it as my album. I'm fine with that. Hundred percent. You and yep. Hans Zimmer. And that mm. organist working together, yeah. And then uh, meant to live or uh, uh, beautiful letdown, right. our version. The reissue. Mm-hmm. The girls listen to that obsessively, but but it's it's ex- it's exploded. Like I I, ha- I had to write down no more until after Christmas, unless it's gifts. <laughs> I've got all my favorite Christmas albums on vinyl. Wow! I got Vince Giraldi. I got December. I got Cle- okay. uh, Philadelphia Orchestra. Mm. Uh, so I I went a little nuts. I spent my bassoon lesson money entirely, not entirely, but like it was all from my you know kind of like I don't know. Oh, the ways we justify. <laughs> you are speaking my language right now. Whenever I buy something, I'm like it's Gomer money. I know. I mean, like, I found original UK printing of Parachutes Coldplay. Okay. Uh, which is, I mean, no, I didn't buy it. That one's, like, um, over $200. Right. I saw uh, a used copy of Not That Printing uh, at our used bookstore. Snatched it up. Good. I mean, I'm just starting to get, a, like, I'm starting to actually do some research. I mean, like, I'm finding some rare John Williams stuff that I can't afford. Mm-hmm. That is uh, an issue too with this, right? Like the deeper oh. you go, the more you're like, this is out of my league. Oh, I mean, any good album starts at at least 200 bucks. Any really Ooh-wee. like Japanese printing or UK. Uh-huh. Right. Know, like really good vinyl. I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. it is a rabbit hole uh-huh. that is really, really fun and really, really dangerous. Yes. Yep. I don't, I don't know. That just went from life giving to <laughs> to to dangerous obsession. Dangerous. Yeah. I don't know. I just think these are like those like after forty things that start to happen where you like we were talking on Little Women like mm-hmm. looking for beautiful old things that last. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm giving I'm giving away all my stuff for my Gomer's favorite thing. I but mean, it reminds just... me of my my VHS copy of Over the Top that I have over my shoulder here. I mean. Yeah, ninety nine cents, but yeah. still old and beautiful. <laughs> but somehow, it, especially with vinyl, it you they're not making that anymore. Some of those things, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's like it's gone from like nobody wants it to everybody wants it. Yes. So supply it's and demand, fun. you know those rules. Yep. Um, yep. and if you're ever feeling anyone. Especially watching this on YouTube, ever feeling bad about their own kinds of stuff like that. All you have to do is look at my shelf right behind me and see. Yeah, that guy has his own stuff going on. Um, all right. <laughs> so, uh, great app. Uh, if you if you have, folks, if you have things you want to tell us, wh- you can communicate with us. There's a lot of great ways to do that. Best ways to follow us on Instagram. Our link tree is in our bio with all things Gomers. Um, you can call us on the Gomer phone. That number is... 608-622-7669 that's 608-NBA-PONY don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to right now thank you to Davis for our music Jason and Eric for our graphics Adam, our webmaster, and Annie, our social media guru and of course, we say thank you to our Gomertrons those are the people that subscribe to our second podcast the bonus disc on Patreon which is not only home to our monthly movie show, Perfect Movie, where we just covered October Sky, Little Women, and Rocky is coming up next month. Yes. But extra episodes like Perfect Halloween Candy 2, colon, Reese's Rumble, and the aforementioned Fast Food Burger Brawl, and much, much more. Up to four episodes per month, depending on the level at which you subscribe. All that and more. Patreon.com slash Two Gomers. We welcome your support. 
and we thank you. Sweet, dude. That was a fun one. Now I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, just so you know, next episode is a special episode. We are doing a Turkey Trot 5K yes. race guide. Sweet. So anybody running the Turkey Trot, and we hope you are, will be able to listen to us while they run, and we will guide you through that run with entertainment, inspiration, education, probably not. Yeah, maybe maybe a little little something something on the back here we'll or there. <laughs> so that's coming up, and then we'll be back in December with more of these uh, chasing healthy aging episodes. All right, bro, great app, super fun man. And remember, everybody, if we can find a couple of fun, easy recipes to share with family mm-hmm. and bring mm-hmm. old family traditions, pass them on, and gather on the table with kith and kin, you can too. And happy cooking. Happy cooking.